Hi, y'all, and welcome to the Fitness Nutritionist Podcast. And that's nutritionist with an S, since there's two of us. We're your hosts, Stephanie and Mandy. We all know that nutrition and fitness information can be overwhelming and confusing. So we're here to help women find real answers for all things fitness and nutrition related by giving you quick tips and strategies so you can find your healthy weight, get fit, and improve your physical and mental health. And as registered dietitians, we know how nutrition and exercise can help you feel better and allow you to live your healthiest and happiest life. So be sure and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of the episodes full of great tips and helpful information we have just for you. You can also join us in our private Facebook group, The Fitness Nutritionist Corner, where we will provide fun challenges, answer your questions, and support women along their journey to a better health. So grab a glass of water and let's get moving with today's topic. Welcome back, y'all, to another episode of the Fitness Nutritionist Podcast. And this week, we're going to be picking back up our topic from the last episode, talking about how we can eat healthy on a budget. And if you didn't catch that last episode, go back and pick that up. We gave eight really good tips on this. And today we're going to continue with this as it is a, a big topic. And we want to help you know that you can still nourish your family and eat healthy and kind of do away with that myth of that it just costs too much to buy foods that are healthier for you and not as processed. So Mandy, why don't you start us off today with another tip for the listeners on this? So one thing we typically do in our household is I use um, recipes with common ingredients. I'm able to get multiple meals out of just cooking a couple of key ingredients, such as like hamburger meat, beans, and then I'll use different herbs and spices to turn those common ingredients into different meals with different flavors. Yeah, that's a good one. Like I said, this is a common practice in our house. You know, we'll use organic grass-fed hamburger meat, dried beans. I always have some canned beans on hand um, in case it's a quick meal that I'm trying to cook. And that's actually going to be a tip we give later on. These meals would be chili with beans. Yes, we're in Texas, but I love putting beans in my chili. Oh, me too. Because of, yeah, well, number one, beans are a filler food that makes your, your dish go further. But Beans have such great nutritional value to it. Pasta with meat sauce. So, so again, my meat sauce is from, you know, the big thing of hamburger meat that I cooked. And even I will do add some veggies. I think I said in the last podcast, you know, whatever I have, if it's a little piece of eggplant or if there's a few mushrooms, I chop it up so fine. My family never knows what's actually going to be in our pasta sauce. I'll do quesadillas. And then I just make a quick salad. So again, I have my beans that I've mashed up and then I have my hamburger meat. And then um, for my family, I put cheese on it. So another quick meal, the enchiladas with rice and beans. Again, the hamburger meat and, and beans are already cooked. When Anytime I make rice, I always make extra servings because I'm going to throw it into another meal, such as the Korean beef and rice. I did the other day make the Korean beef with cauliflower rice, and it turned out just as great if people are trying to watch some of the other things they're eating. 
And then of course, tacos or taco salad will be another meal that we make that using our um, hamburger meat and our beans. Yeah. So that just goes to show. So that's one way we're buying in bulk King and help buying that extra. You know, I have found that that is cheaper to buy meat typically in the bigger packages. And then that also goes in with time saving. So that's what I'll do. I might brown all the ground beef at one time and then use what we're going to use for that meal and freeze the rest. And then when I need to prepare a meal later in the week, I'll just pull that frozen bag out and I have to brown it. And that's all about time saving, but it, it also helps on the budget. Well, these are all of these things that I said earlier, the chili, the pasta, the quesadilla, the enchiladas, tacos, cream beef, like we will have all of those in one week because I already have all those foods, um, you know, like on a Sunday, I, I did like you do. I, I make a large batch of beans or I'll make a large batch of hamburger meat. So literally all I'm doing when I get home is I'm throwing those key ingredients together to make that complete meal. Yeah. So it saves me time and I, I'm also providing my family with a home cooked meal. And be sure that if you haven't joined our Facebook group, it'll be in the show notes to click on that link and join the fitness nutritionist corner. But a lot of these recipes that Mandy are talking about, I'm going to be putting some of these in the Facebook group. So be sure you look at the show notes, click on that to where you can join our private Facebook group and you can access a lot of these recipes that we're going over today. Number 10 kind of ties in with what you were saying on number nine, Mandy, stretch a recipe. So this is probably one of my favorite things to do. So like you said earlier, beans is one of my favorites. I'll put that a lot in things just to make it, if we're having chili, that's one of the things that I do is instead of adding more meat, I will add more beans just to kind of fill it up, make it go further, get more servings out of it. And then like you said, it's a a good source of protein. Like you mentioned before, sauteing leftover vegetables, adding those to egg whites or whatever it is that you're cooking. Again, purchasing a whole chicken and deboning it for multiple recipes, kind of like what you mentioned on the ground beef. So with chicken, you can make say chicken noodle soup. You can shred the chicken and do tacos, chicken veggie soup, chicken and rice, casserole. There's just so many things that you can do with, you know, buying it in a bigger size, cooking it all at once, and then using it for multiple recipes. And something else we do to stretch a recipe is we'll do one sheet meals. And this is something I actually found on Pinterest. And the reason my eyes caught it on Pinterest is because it's so colorful. So your one sheet meal can literally be anything. Um, If you have just a random sweet potato, maybe a regular potato, onion, you know, some Brussels sprouts, asparagus. Like I just, I just wash it all, chop it, throw it on the pan, add a little bit of avocado oil and some different seasonings. And I just throw it in the oven to bake. And, and then I can throw, you know, whether it's a baked chicken or a baked fish, whatever we we're having that day with it. And bam, there's a quick meal. Yeah. And I like doing that with using olive oil also, and just sometimes a little salt and pepper or Italian, Italian seasoning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So something I'm learning to do is cutting costs with coupons. I know this sounds like such an easy thing to do, but I don't know. It's so hard for me. Uh, But anytime I can, especially on the HEB app, I'm always looking to, if it's something that I was going to buy, or if it's something on sale and I can incorporate into my menu that week, 
um, I will clip that coupon. Um, we're not going to go into too much detail over this because like I said, I am not the best at this. No, I'm terrible. Um, but some apps that I do use, I know, right? I use the Dollar General app. I use the HEB app. Um, there are, you can get coupons online and coupons in the newspaper. They just don't have as many coupons in the newspaper anymore. And that's kind of something, you know, like my mom would do, you know, like when we were kids. So couponing is not necessarily a new thing to me, but there's just some people who can coupon and they're so good at it. Yeah. Um, but shop based on your store sales. Um, and if there happens to be a coupon, use it just to increase that savings. Um, you can also use the savings from your coupons and um, other things to throw that into your savings account or even a sinking fund maybe for Christmas. So maybe make it like a challenge to say, okay, I saved $2 today at the grocery store. So take that $2, stick it into a jar or stick it into your sinking fund if you have like an automatic savings account. My only word of caution here is realize if you're going to do this, it'll probably take you a few times to where you kind of get into your rhythm with it. But if you're like me, I've tried it and I would spend time cutting all the coupons and then forgetting about it. So you, you have to know yourself too and just realize that, you know, you're not all 21, 22 of these tips is going to work for every single person. Be sure that you pick exactly. out the ones because I don't even bother with that anymore because I know it's just a waste of my time because I'm you know <laughs> going to spend it, look at it, think, oh, that's great. And then I'm going to forget to use it. So Know yourself, try these, and then pick the ones that work for you. I have to tell you, I was at Dollar General yesterday, and I saw two ladies who are couponers. And I'm like, okay, I said, I have to watch you as you're checking out. They got $36 <laughs> worth of stuff, and it was all good stuff. I mean, it was like laundry detergent, um, you know, like the spray power wash, you know, like you wash the dishes with. Uh, and, and some other stuff for $10. Wow. I'm jealous of people like that. So, you know, I, I know me too, me too. So they actually took my name and number. So they're going to start doing a little text with me to show oh, me wow. how to do stuff like oh, that. Fine. So I'm super excited. <laughs> well, I'm more of say number tip number 12, grow a garden. So, you know, this doesn't have to be complicated. This can be something, you know, you and I live on acreage and, we can have a big garden mm -hmm. or not sometimes. Sometimes I just know that I'm not going to be able to keep up with the big one that year. But this can be something as simple as having some pots that you have in your windowsill in your kitchen mm -hmm. or on your balcony or on your back deck, whatever, you know, people that live in apartments can utilize this. People that live in townhomes or, you know, big houses or land, no land, you can do something as simple as say a raised bed. Or like I said, I know people that just have their pots with say tomatoes or some herbs, things like that. You can start small and strawberries. Yeah. Yes. And many of those items, if you grow a lot of it, you can either give to family members, give to coworkers, maybe do some swapping with other people. You can dry it, you can freeze it, and you can even mm -hmm. can it. My sister loves to can. It's not an art I've ever picked up. Maybe one day when I have more time, but um, I do know a lot of people who do yeah. canning. Tip number 13, we kind of already talked about, it says store sales have cycles. Stock up on those items when they go on sale. Now, we all know there are certain items we use over and over 
for us, we have a stock of pasta sauce, pasta, beans, rice, things like that. So, you know, anytime that I'm at the store and if I find those things on sale, of course, I'm going to buy more. And then all I do is I rotate it. I put the new thing, you know, to the back or I put it on bottom. So when I do grab something, I'm grabbing the, the older item. So what you and I know of is FIFO, first in, first out. So that was tip number 14. Yeah. Keep your pantry yeah. organized and r- rotate your foods as you purchase. So, you know, you're not having to throw things away that, that expire. And then tip number 15, use sites like cooklist.com to find recipes using ingredients that you already have on hand. And tip number 16, skip the urge to buy pre-chopped produce, buy the whole produce, buy the whole product. Now, I do sometimes tell my clients if they're just kind of getting into the habit of, of eating more nutritiously and it's overwhelming for them, absolutely buy the pre-chopped if you're in a hurry. But just know that if you're trying to save some money and cook more on a budget, it's going to be cheaper to buy the ones, the lettuce you have to take home and wash, the vegetables you have to take home and chop, that type of thing. Now, I don't know about where you shop, Stephanie, but I, um, like I've said, I've shopped at HEB. That's the the big store in my area. Um, a lot of times they'll put those pre-chopped things 50% off. So anytime I see it, oh, I'm yeah. like, okay, yes, I'm getting that. Um, Cause it would be like chopped onions, you know, like I use onions and everything. So it's going to be an item that I always yeah. use. So if it happens to be on sale or if it's something, this is going to be really bad that I'm confessing this, but I don't like to cut up mangoes. So if I'm at the store and I really want mangoes, I'm going to buy it already. Yeah. Mine is cantaloupe. Peeled and cut up. Yeah. Cantaloupe. Oh (laughs) my goodness. Okay. Well, we all have our things. So tip number 17 is look high and low. Just know that manufacturers, they pay top dollar to have their food items placed on eye-level shelves in the stores. So that doesn't mean that that food is better, better quality, better tasting per se. That's just the manufacturer who's willing to pay the most amount to have their food in that exact location and in cap. So be sure that you're looking up high or looking down low because you can often find just as good of foods that are less expensive by just taking the time to glance up and glance down a little bit. And it can be huge savings. Um, That's what I have found. So it's just kind of crazy. But, you know, anybody who wants to pay for that, you know, that that optimal spot, they're going to they're going to get it and you're going to pay more for it because they're having to pay for that spot. So tip number 18, it is more cost effective to cook at home versus eating out. You know, some people will argue that they're like, I can drive through and get A, B, and C for this much, and I can't cook for this much. Here's the thing. If you're buying, you know, a bag of beans and a bag of rice, you have multiple meals that you're using out of that, you know, so it is more cost effective. So this is crazy talking about inflation, uh, which we know is the the highest since 1982. Somebody posted on Facebook last week, a Whopper meal, I think that's Burger King, the value meal, which would be like the drink, the fries and a, just say a sandwich. It was 19 something, just say $20 for one meal. That's just insane. 
and look what you're doing with that. So I know. So, but other hand, you like calculate your budget, set a weekly budget, just figure out, say, okay, this is all I can spend on groceries this week. So things you can do is um, you're going to shop your pantry and you're going to say, okay, so I want to make X, Y, Z. All I have to do is buy X. I don't have to buy all three ingredients. Um, Some weeks you may go over, some weeks you may go under. And, and the weeks that you go over and maybe you're buying those more expensive pieces like meat, or you found a few things that are on sale. So make less trips to the grocery store, keep track of your purchases as you shop. And I do that. My calculator is always out when I'm shopping, whether I'm trying to figure out what it costs per ounce or which toilet paper might be cheaper, you know, whatever it is, my calculator is always out. And this also helps you make um, decisions on your purchase. Because you may have said, you know what, we're going to cook this this week. And when you see the cost of it, you just may change your mind. And that's okay, too. Yeah. So another thing is just get creative and try new things. You kind of tied into this earlier. But if you're in the grocery store, you see something's on sale and it might not be something you've tried before. A lot of times that's how you find some of your favorite dishes is trying something new and just getting more creative and, you know, so you can try it and you may not like it, but you've still eaten and you've, you've gotten a new experience and you may end up loving it and have a new dish for your family. Exactly. That's how we found the Korean beef and rice. I just found it on Pinterest and it is actually a a favorite hit for my family. So um, next tip that we do is I always have emergency menus available. If I've had a really stressful day at work, And let's admit, we've all been having stressful days at work with just everything going on. I know if I don't want to cook um, or if I didn't prepare and throw something in the crock pot, I can always pull pasta out and some frozen shrimp and add broccoli to it. And it's a great meal. Again, the Korean beef and rice. I can usually cook it within 15 minutes. Another quick easy meal for us is pasta marinara sauce. I always keep frozen shrimp or frozen meats, but you can also add um, sausage to it. Do you have a quick easy meal you go to, Stephanie? Yeah, a lot of times. Yeah. I mean, I love beans and rice. That's a quick, easy one. Mm-hmm. Usually cheap. Uh, and I'll add, you know, sausage if we have it or the lamb beef if we have it, that type of thing. And then, which I like fresh salmon the best, but not always the most cost effective. So sometimes the frozen salmon, and then I can just put whatever vegetable on the sheet pan, sprinkle a little olive oil, salt right. pepper on there and put it in the oven and bake. So, so I know we're fixing a wrap step up, Stephanie, but tell me what are some pantry staples that you keep? Um, you kind of discussed that about the salmon, uh, but what are some like pantry things that you try to keep? Yeah. So some canned vegetables, some frozen vegetables. I try to always keep rice. I try to always keep some shrimp just because that can. And then of course, Mm -hmm. buying the shrimp that you have to devein or pull the tails off can usually be cheaper. Although that's not my favorite ones to buy. Oh, I, yeah, no, no, no. I don't buy those. I mean, it's a time thing. I will pay the extra dollar and already have it devein to tell, you know, but maybe if I was younger and I had to do that, I would. Yeah, and I do try to always keep some chicken on hand, just those types of things. So rice, pasta, 
And then, of course, some almond flour, some oatmeal, those types of things. So, okay. And then we've already talked about this. You know, one of my favorite things is having those airtight containers, those freezer things we talked about last time. And because my big deal is time is what's most precious to me. So I like to kind of do that, cook it once and then just pull it out later during the week. I'm not real big on recreating the wheel, but um, so I hope that this has been helpful to the listeners. The last two episodes, just kind of giving these tips to make things more cost effective and just keep in mind, you know, like I said, all of these tips aren't going to be conducive to you, but, but try a handful of them and see which ones works and then try a couple more. And it's all about just what is most important to you. And just realize that just because something is cheaper, or like I said, I do hear this argument quite frequently and I, and I do understand it, that processed foods is typically cheaper, but there is a reason for that. And cheaper doesn't always mean better. Okay. And if you are a lady who wants to cook healthy for their family, is trying to be sure that you're cooking on a budget, that you're also feeding you and your family nutritious meals, go to our Facebook page or contact us on Instagram at v.fitness.nutritionist. Mandy has a four-week course where she teaches women how to cook, how to prepare meals, how to use it on a budget. So if that's something that you're interested in, send us a message. Mandy will send you some more information on that. And you'll just be a whiz in the kitchen by the time you're through with that course. So we hope you found this helpful. And please join us next time for another episode of the Fitness Nutritionist Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that you gained a little more info to help you along your journey to your best life. We would love it if you would take just a minute to write this podcast and share it with your family and friends. And as always, let us know if you have anything you would like us to talk about on any future episodes. And don't forget, go to the Fitness Nutritionist Corner, our private Facebook group, where we'll have those fun challenges. We'll answer your questions and support women along their journey to a better health. You can also contact us on our website at thefitnessnutritionist.com. And that's nutritionist with an S. And just remember, ladies, you are worth it.